How's it going, everyone? John here, the host of Spear Talk. You might not know this, but before I record an episode, I like to break a sweat. And I do that using the ChopFit. Over the course of the past year, the ChopFit has allowed me to lose weight, tone up my body, and feel even more amazing about myself. A feeling that you should all feel about yourself as well. If you use this code, SpearChop10, you get $10 off your order. Once again, use code SpearChop10 for $10 off your ChopFit order. It'll change your life. Thank you. How's it going, everyone? John here, the host of Spear Talk. Uh, thank you for checking in today. We have an incredible guest, the uh, mighty, the the enormous John Anderson. Uh, John is a successful, highly successful bodybuilder, strong man, professional wrestler, and one of the bright lights that, if I could say, with the last 2020 with COVID and everything like that, the motivation I drew from you, and I've always been familiar with your background, especially with the wrestling and a lot of the strongman stuff. But when COVID hit, I think a lot of people got, got lost in the idea of, oh, this sucks. The world's going to shit. I can't do what I want. But for whatever reason, I was drawn into your motivation. It's just to the point where I like every time you post something in the morning, you do your, your routine. I want to run through a wall. And so I, I'm kind of <laughs> yeah. curious, is that something that, that really kind of when COVID hit that really pushed you to really put this type of stuff out there. You know, it's funny that you asked that because the, the inception of the daily deep water motivation was actually years ago. Like if you go on my Instagram account, right. you're going down, you're going to get, I want to say over three years of daily morning posting. I never miss a fucking day because I get so many people reach out to me and say, Hey, your video this morning allowed me to get through a day I didn't think I could get through. Your video this morning helped me in whatever way. And so I started to realize that, you know, it's, this is something that's, it's not just about, you know, big and strong and, and being motivational. It's about, it's really affected people's lives. <clears throat> and so, you know, when, when COVID hit, um, you know, it's funny enough, I kept doing my daily deep water motivation, but I started doing that time. I was actually doing more videos where I was sharing my own problems because I think the biggest thing that during COVID people wanted to understand, people needed to know that other people were kind of fucking having difficulty too. We were all having trouble. It is, and, it's fascinating you bring that up because here you are, some of it. I would consider, and I'm not a huge fitness guy, but this is, look at you, you're like, this is someone that knows we've talked about, has, has played the game, knows how to work out, fitness, eat healthy, but for you to actually show your, your, your issues or your kind of your ability to what you're going through probably helps people that need the fitness, need to start eating healthy and to see you having the same issues. That's got to be so rewarding for you. Well, I'm going to tell you right now that, you know, that for me personally, I know that this, this is for hundreds right. and thousands of others that training is like my Prozac. My diet is what allows me to cope with the shit coming at me. And, and it's really, there's so many people who like when the gym's closed, that was like such a crushing thing for people because it was hard enough for them to go to the gym. Now right. they have to do this shit in their own homes. And so, you know, it was, I mean, it was tough all the way around, but the bottom line is, is that I know that people all over the world, just like myself, use exercise as their medication, so to speak. I mean, it's physically, it's, of course, this is what you get when you do it my way, but 
it's really my exercise daily is not about this shit. It's right here. Right. I mean, you get me in my ass kicking training session and I'm going to be good. I'm going to be able to cope with the things coming my way. Some people <clears throat> just kind of, they don't register the, the fact that exercise is more of a mental therapeutic thing. And then, and then the diet is a, is a healing thing as well. In other cultures, diet is medicine and we don't see it that way. <clears throat> and so the problem that runs into COVID hit people, you know, that people that were working out that didn't realize the value of the, the health mentally, that gets taken away. They get, you know, they're bummed out. They're eating like they're eating worse because they're trapped in their homes. It was just this fucking negative vortex of, right. you know, I still believe that's okay. What's the, what's the lesser of the evils here? We want people going fucking mentally nuts or do we want to have them potentially have to wash their hands more in the gym? I think that, you know, that gyms and, and ways for people to exercise, be outside. And, and I think that's something that should never be taken away because we're talking about just, this is like the mental health, you know, for, forget right. your heart, forget all the things that we try to take care of physically. Let's talk about our mental fucking health here, you know? And so ultimately, you know, my daily deep water motivation <clears throat> It's something that started, you know, it started out kind of just as me giving a little piece of advice. And then I started to realize as I turned up the volume, so to speak, the intensity that people resonated even more. And then <clears throat> went a little further to where I, I just one day I cussed and it just boom. <laughs> Next day, now I'm cussing like a fucking truck driver. Well, it's just, it's very, it's just so raw. It's so passionate. But a lot of times when you see someone that's acting, you don't believe the words coming out of their mouth. It's a character they're playing. So, but when you, when I see these videos and whoever is listening, does watch this, please find him on Instagram because it's amazing. But I believe everything you're saying. And I think sometimes the, the language would, might offend someone, but I find it, it actually invigorates me more so because I excel when people are yelling. I always had the coaches that were in your face. You got to do this, work hard, kick ass. Yeah. I don't like the passive approach. So for me, it affects. It affects me when, I, when someone like you yelling at me, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang clean as much as I can to this guy because I believe in what you're saying. And so, well, and, I, and on that level too, it's number one, it's me. But number two, I am a supportive, positive person. So yes, I'm going to say, get your fat, lazy off, off the couch because you can go be successful today. I'm not just calling someone a piece of shit and walking away. I'm saying, look, let's fucking dig down deep. There's always a little more. You can get off the couch, you know, and, and go do something productive and it let's, let's better ourselves. So it's, it's, it's all about self-starting. It's about motivation. It's about finding ways to make the person listening better. Now, when you have a now when you have a bad day or a day where you don't you feel feel like you got to do the routine you got to do, how do you? What is what do you do to mentally physically get ready to do the attack that day? Well, you know, for me, I and when I say earlier, I said training is like my Prozac. It truly is. I mean, for me, <clears throat> training, my diet, these things that I do in my routine daily, 
these are the things that I need. It's, it's almost like, you know, someone that has to get up and take blood pressure medication. Well, he doesn't want to have a fucking have a heart attack. So he takes his medication. Well, I view my routine as just as important as a pill that the doctor may prescribe to me. It, when it comes down to it, my routine ensures that I don't have doctors prescribing me pills. But I look, I look at it from a different perspective. People look at, you know, training and meal prep and all this stuff as, <clears throat> as like a task. Well, it is a task, but let's rewind in a person's life. We all had that moment where your mom says, okay, now you know how to brush your teeth. So you got to do it every morning, every night. And just about every fucking kid fell to the ground and cried because they couldn't believe they had to do that twice a day for the rest of their lives. Right. <laughs> well, we all know that we adapted to that very quickly, very easily. And if you look at our lives, it's filled with different things, hurdles, obstacles, whatever you want to call them that we adapt to. So really what it comes down to is you create a, a lifestyle, you know, and that lifestyle serves you. Unfortunately, people tend to not recognize that there, you know, the, the little things, if you don't fucking brush your teeth, your teeth are going to fucking fall out. Right. Well, you know, if, if you don't do these things in your routine, there's a consequence to pay. And when it comes down to it, my version of the routine, my routine, excuse me, the daily routine makes this, but doesn't mean that everybody wants this. Somebody might just want to have more energy and be healthy. It's a, it's a routine as well. Just one that's made for them. And so <clears throat> I don't look at my routine as, as something that, you know, that may or not be done. This is, right. this is, this is, I don't, I don't not brush my teeth on any day of the week because I don't feel well. Is that people are constantly looking at daily tasks as like something that is going to hold them back when it's so the flip side. You know, the daily routine, the tasks that you put in front of you will make you what you want to be. And, and it's so, again, going back to answering your question, very long answer for no, a short question. You know, it's what is it that makes me do my thing is that this is what I want to keep my teeth. Right. <laughs> you know, I right. don't want my no. teeth. So it I makes brush perfect my sense in that in those terms every fucking night before I go to bed, you know, and these are all parts of a person's routine. Well, there's more steps to the routine than brushing your teeth and taking a fucking shower. I mean, you're going to take a shit, not wipe your ass. Right. You take care of yourself, you know? I mean, hell, that's why I was late for this podcast two minutes because I was having a dirty one. It took me a little longer to clean up than I thought, but I surely wasn't just going to come in come on your podcast with the, with dirty cheeks, you know? So point of being is, you take care of yourself and your routine is what takes care of you. So it's never a question of how do I do it when I don't feel well? Do you not brush your teeth because you don't feel well? Right. No, you should brush your teeth no matter what. Now exactly. with, with your deep water is a, is a coach in general, is it difficult for you to reteach say another bodybuilder or a former strong man uh, where they're so set in their ways? Like, how does that, like, how do you kind of work around that? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I deal with people all the time and, and I, cause people come to me all the time and want help. And one of the first things that I have to recognize about that person is, are they going to be coachable? And when I say coachable, 
that's one thing. Can they follow the steps? Okay, that's that's kind of the basis. But the star on top of that Christmas tree is, are they open-minded? Because, you know, there was a time on this earth when everybody knew for a fact the world was flat. Well, then there was a period where we realized that wasn't the case. Well, there was a whole bunch of people that just could not download that information. Well, my program is very different. It's very effective. And it's very, you know, if I just laid it out in front of somebody, they would look at it and go, there's no, and I, I have, I laugh about this with my clients all the time, because when it's over, we always have a call and just shoot shit and talk about all the things that they didn't think they could do. And I say, okay, answer me honestly. When I rolled out that first week in front of you, what were you thinking? And they all say, there's no fucking way this is going to work. That's what they all think because they're programmed to see what they think is going to work, which doesn't work. You know, everybody thinks that there's these simple one, two, three, four that are facts that work. Well, why the fuck is everybody having so much trouble reaching their goals if one, two, three, four really works? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, you're right. Now, for someone like you that's been on the, the top bodybuilding stages, the strongman competitions, and the uh, Tokyo Dome for New Japan Wrestling, you you have this you have this incredible way of hey focus on what they conquer it go to the next one conquer it for those people that aren't motivated or have the the drive is that something you can instill in someone or teach for them or they have to pull it out themselves? You know that's a that's a good question. You know when it comes down to it, you know there's a certain thing in in somebody, you know that there there's a certain thing that that you can't coach you can't teach. You know, right. you see, you see people all the time that they don't have that, but they're given so much goddamn talent that they make it to the top of their, their field. But that thing is missing. And that's why they don't last there for very long. If you look at, for, you look at any of the, the, the greats, and I say the greats, not just the people that were good, but the people that did the test of time. They, these people were not just, they just weren't bodybuilding. They were bodybuilders, you know? And, and so, you know, like for me, I mean, I, I, I just don't, I don't see my life without doing what I do because I enjoy what I do, you know, right. wrestling, strongman, and bodybuilding. These are all just like outlets that I've used <laughs> To, 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 to fucking have fun with what I love to do. So to a certain extent, to answer your question, there's that piece of a person that, that you can't teach. You can, you can coach somebody and you can inspire somebody, but that thing, you know, like, like for me, I was a fat little boy and my biggest fucking blessing was I knew exactly what I wanted from the time I was about eight years old. <clears throat> probably right. even before that but i just wasn't i just wasn't connecting the dots yet but in it and that that burned in my fucking chest i mean it burned in my belly and so that thing is what i'm talking about you know when a person has something that drives them sometimes they don't know what it is right. <laughs> you know that usually that's the person if he makes it he's going to be there for a long time because it's it's that thing is, is a piece of him, you know, and you see all the time that, you know, you see these great athletes in all different sports and they come in, they come in, they make a whole lot of money 
and they leave because it's a job to them, you know, and more power to them. If that's what they wanted to do, that's what they did. But, you know, in terms of that thing, they don't have that thing, you know, like the, like, say like the, say the Derek Jeter type in baseball, it wasn't about the money anymore. It was about greatness. How good could he be? He would have played for, I mean, I don't know if he would have played for free, but it wasn't about the money anymore. Right. made much money. It's just about how far can he push it with the time he had left. Right. And that, that's the thing, you know, that, you know, you know, you, you can, you can take talent and you can put them into great places, but will they have, you, you can't push a button and make that thing turn on. You know what I mean? Are you, is John Anderson the person different than John Anderson that's on the stage or in the competition? Like, like when you, I know, I know you, I know you have a great relationship at home, uh, but I know that she trusted you enough to at least watch the new dog, but I'm curious where, like there, you, you, there must, there has to be a switch. Obviously, all top athletes, performers, there's that switch when it's game time. Right? When you take that switch off, do you become a different person outside your normal working environments? Well, here's that's a great question. And so, like, like, uh, like Mark Bell in his podcast, you know, him and Jesse Burdick they had a little segment where they talked about me and they said. John Anderson is John Anderson 100% of the time. Love I that. mean, my voice is my voice. You know, I, I mean, I'm going to be who I'm going to be at all times because that's me. I eat the same. I train the same. That's me. But to answer your question, but there are different modes, you know, like when, especially like in, in say my strawman career, I mean, you got to flip that switch where you don't feel any pain. You, you can, you got to flip that switch where, you're ready to run through a wall and, and you you're ready to break your neck if you had to granted of course you're you're trying not right. to do things right it's the mode now then you get to that you get the part of me that's going to sit down <clears throat> with my kids and my family it, it's it's a different mode but I'll, I'll be honest it's 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 all pretty tight i like, <laughs> yeah, I like a, that <laughs> it's a pretty small sliding scale my kids would even stay you know, like, like, like one of my daughters will say, you turned into the strong man, you know, like, that's when I get fucking hot when I get when I start to lay the discipline down, <clears throat> you know, because I'm in that mode of parenting. I'm in that mode of this is the way it's got to be. This is the way you have to understand it. You know, and then there's the but keep in mind, I'll be totally honest. I'm the same guy that, you know, Christmas morning, you know, I mean, I'm sitting up and, you know, I, I just, I'm an early riser, you know, I'm up and I'm kind of waiting for my family to get up and I'm having a cup of coffee. I'll just sit and have a good cry because I'm happy. You That's know? awesome. And, right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very not afraid of my emotion. You know, if, if anything, you know, as I got, as I've gotten more of who I am, I accept that part of me even more because, you know, as a, as a young male, you know, don't cry you pussy but yeah, you know, it's, it's weird it's how total. people have that men don't cry it's like why not yeah i mean i have Nothing. friends that one of my friends you know his unfortunately his his ex-wife passed away not too long ago and i was talking to the phone I'm like dude do not be afraid or don't don't be afraid to cry I and mean, i actually cried with him because he was upset it was terrible you know but to answer your question I am me and what you see is what you get, but there is a sliding scale, you know, and keep in mind that when I say that sliding scale is, you know, I can be intense 
and I can be relaxed, but there's not a huge difference in that mode. Now, of course, if I turn the corner of, of getting emotional, that's going to definitely confuse somebody if they're watching, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're but, okay with it. Now, but yeah, another, totally. another thing I'm kind of wondering about, especially with the bodybuilding, because you're my first guest in that field. And in other fields, I know ego plays a really, if there's a fine line between being an ego, asshole, or this type of thing where it kind of gets in the way of you being you. It, same bodybuilding. It, I watch Puppy Iron all the time, Generation, all these, I love it. I just love these, how, what these guys and you guys and girls do. But the problem is like, some of these guys must be assholes, right? Well, or like, here, how, like, where's ego breakdown there? Here's my take on that. And it's not just bodybuilding. It's wrestling. It's strongman. I think it's anything. Right. Once a person has felt like they've done enough to actually establish themselves and they've they've kind of like earned their stripes that makes sense yep that's that's when that dickheadish part of a person goes away because when you're trying to get there you don't see anything you're just kicking scratching and clawing and pulling hair you're you're not recognizing who you're damaging along the way because you're so focused and once you kind of get there a little bit like I like when when a person is supportive of another person in terms of reaching goals, usually the person that's supportive has reached the goals. That makes right. sense. Right. He, he knows what it's like to reach the goals. <clears throat> Excuse me. There we go. So you, you know what it's like to reach the goals and it's not as unattainable as you think that most people think it is. So you're happy to kind of, help people along the way but if you haven't reached the goals you're still kicking and crashing and you're just no you're not getting in front of me dude get out of the way <laughs> so, right and all of the stuff that i've done once you get to that higher level it becomes much more of a brotherhood <clears throat> that right. makes sense you know yeah no i, I picture that's i always loved i know franco club i think passed away recently but some yep. of the posts from like arnold to uh, Lou Ferrigno to all these cool, oh, like yeah. all these guys. It was so cool to see you guys like really resonate with some of that stature. But the fact you guys yeah. all actually cared, and loved each other, it was really yeah. cool. Absolutely, and, and the bottom line is is that you know when you start off young in life, and you're, I mean, Arnold is a perfect example. I mean the guy has accomplished more than, you know, you can put 25 people and connect them and he's done more. It's just amazing what he's accomplished. And, you know, in the, in the mode of, of getting there, you're pretty, you're pretty tunnel visioned, you know, right. And for him, of course, <clears throat> but I'm saying when you have that kind of distance to travel, you know, and that, like my wife will say that to me all the time. She says, you know, I don't recognize sometimes that when you get focused, you don't see anything else, you know? I mean, <clears throat> it was, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy, you know, like, the, <clears throat> like, for example, when we were, when we were buying our, our house here in Mexico, you know, we came in, we visited and, and uh, anyway, we're walking around the house and I'm not looking at the way the thing's decorated. You know, I'm looking at ways that I can negotiate the deal better in my behalf. You know, and so, so my wife, 
we're 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 later that day you know we're in our our place hanging out not in the house that we were planning to buy we're talking about and she's like yeah you know you know the owner is is gay you know and and i have friends that are homosexual i could care less and i was like what she's like honey did you not see all of the art around the house i wasn't looking at art i was looking at ways that i could try to better my position in right. make purchase so that's a little that's a kind of a micro uh, kind of a, a little micro example it was just a few hour period <clears throat> but when a person that's accustomed to getting where he wants to go focuses the, the backgrounds drift away you know right. <laughs> I, mean, I think that kind of is part of the the answer to your question a minute ago about you know guys that are supportive and nice i think they're the ones that have actually kind of got there the ones that are in route they don't see the fact that they're being dicks. They don't see the fact that they're stepping on toes. I can't speak for everybody because there are just some dicks right. out there. <laughs> but I think like for me, you know, when I was, when I was getting my pro card for bodybuilding, you know, one of my buddies, he was my training partner, came with me to the show. And he was like, when it was over, he's like, dude, I, I swear to God, he goes, I just about took the fucking pillow and suffocated you the night before the show. You were such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, was, Love it. I mean, I was in mode, man. I had a job to do, and until that, until I walked away with that fucking pro card, that nothing was all I could see was what I had to do. You know, looking back, you know, keep in mind, I have zero problem with apologizing and and you know, right. making right with what I may have done wrong. But <clears throat> until he told me that, I was fucking clueless. I've I had guy the, who helped with my preparation, so he knew what I was going through, and he still <laughs> said he almost suffocated me with a pillow. <laughs> I've had the uh, privilege of watching clients through security in Japan over the world. In Japan, the crowd, well, the first time there, kind of caught me off guard. Now, you've had the honor of wrestling in Tokyo, Dome with all these huge crowds. What kind of experience yeah. is that for you, walking out there for something like that, where, especially in a country that loves the spectacle of sport. You know, I'll tell you, <clears throat> the Tokyo Dome was definitely one of my, my bucket, you know, my bucket list, my bucket list checkoffs because <clears throat> I mean, I mean, it's just one of those big buildings kind of known arenas that's known around the world. And then, you know, when you're like you, when you start walking, I mean, the ring is not a big, it's not a big space, you know, 20 by 20, <clears throat> you know, well, I mean, it takes, it probably takes three, four minutes to walk down to that son of a bitch. I mean, it's, it's because it's so big in there, yep. you know, and it's just, it's just, I mean, it's just nuts. And, and you kind of walk down, you're walking down there and you're looking at people up in the top deck and you're, you can barely see them. So, you know, they can barely see you. And it's, it's just, I guess for me, it was kind of those moments of like, holy shit, you know, this is another one of those, all that focus, all that sacrifice, all the things that you did have amounted to one more of these holy shit moments, you know? So it's, it's really hard to, the, the problem is, you know, is it in, and it's, it's, I'm guilty of this, but I, I, I definitely like this about myself is that I have one of these bucket list checkoffs an oh shit moments. And I don't really smell those roses very long because um because really what it comes down to is the oh shit moment is great, right? And it's right. really 
but the real the real paycheck if you will the, the 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 part that i love so much about his journey is the journey it's overcoming all the obstacles to get there because once you're there well now you got to find another pathway you got to find another pathway to chase down another goal with bigger obstacles because it's every time you get past another obstacle that to me is more it, it's more valued in in my value system than actually the goal because usually when it comes down to <clears throat> i don't really look back i don't reflect unless i'm trying not to make a, a, the same mistake twice <laughs> you know? right, right. so if i'm if i you know if i hit the goal and i have the oh shit moments and have that small, you know, celebration internally. If I don't have to reflect, that's usually a good thing. I'm moving on to the to the next venture. And I don't mean that as like a dick, like how much can I conquer? It's the, the journey is what's addictive, you know? Right. And that's kind of why, you know, like when I said earlier, this is me. I mean, I, I am really... The, the process is what keeps me content. The daily challenges, you know, it's like life is a, is a war, right? And, and I don't mean that in a negative sense, although it's hard right. not to take the wrong way. <clears throat> but in a war, there are multiple battles. Well, you, you, every day is a battle. And so some of the battles on a daily basis are motherfuckers to win. But when you win that son of a bitch, it's like you get to have every day you get the chance to lay in bed and go, motherfucker, I fucking put it on the line again. And it feels real. Like when I lay down in bed, it's a paycheck. And I like that. I don't like to lay down at night feeling like I left something on the table. And it doesn't, that doesn't mean that I have to kill myself physically. Did I create a challenge for myself? Did I overcome some sort of an obstacle? Did I actually do something that day that made me feel like I have improve my character bettered myself you know it's it's that it's that daily thing that is truly the i guess that's the most valued from my perspective you know we're right one of my uh guilty pleasures i think i love watching the strongest band competitions uh, these guys girls they're just monsters now when you're going through that how are you, are you training with similar items or do you know, say for oh. the championships, wait, what events are coming up? Like, how do you, are there events that you hate? Like what, like how heavy <laughs> is that with stone? Like I'm just blown away by it. Yeah. I mean, you, you find out what's at the competition before you go there, <clears throat> you know? And once you get to a higher level, you have all the shit, you know, you know, like right. you have a warehouse with all of the stuff in there and it's, you know, by the time, you know, funny story. So when I, when I decided to make my move and really fucking put lay it on the table for strongman, I, I was gonna, I, I knew I was strong enough. I had spent the time in the gym, but now, okay, I got to learn these disciplines. So, and this, this is perfect. This kind of goes back to the, the, some of like, when I think about this part of my journey, I, I am so, I look back and I think, man, that really showed that I want it. And I, and I value that because those are the things that I look back at and very proud of. I don't, I mean, winning my pro card quickly, you know, getting on team US quickly. These are great. But the beginning where <clears throat> I literally had no equipment and I had no place to put equipment. So I had a bunch of it made and I had a big fucking uh, 
tractor tire delivered into a buddy of mine had a field, but the, th- the son of a bitch had four feet fucking grass growing. So I had to get out there with a fucking sling blade and knock down like, like a 50 by 50 yard area. And I just had all this shit delivered like fucking big trucks, fucking dropping off fucking tractor tires. And, you know, I had Atlas stones made to rolling these things off the truck into the fucking dirt. Well, we all know you don't want dirt on a fucking Atlas stone, you know? (laughs) And so, but I taught myself how to win my first competition by myself in a fucking dirt field with a bunch of equipment I had made and I had no influence. All I was doing fucking watching the tv show you know and at that point i had found some you know because the internet had just was still snail slow so downloading trying to download videos was like you know i was looking at pictures of way people were doing this shit right that's a perfect example that piece of my journey and my straw man journey uh, that's that's my favorite part you know winning first international strong pro straw man show wonderful but I don't look at it the same way as teaching myself to lift a fucking stone in the dirt, in a dirt fucking field with like a hundred or I'm, I'm dripping fucking sweat. You know, I have, I got tacky all over me cause I had no idea how to use it. No instruction, but that's the part of the journey that, that to me was the most satisfying of the whole goddamn thing. Right. You know, it's just, it's very fascinating. You know, I have, I have musician friends. I do security for these bands and stuff. And they always say that, it's tough for them. The rehearsal is one thing, but if they had to do their show in front of no people or crowd, it's a weird, they can't, doesn't feel the same. Are you able, could you go out there and do your championship pose in front of nobody? Could you do that competition with nobody watching? Or do you need, is that extra excitement for the crowd or the, does that well, help? Let me, let me give you, okay. So just so you understand my bodybuilding journey, right? <clears throat> so I get released from New Japan yep. at the end of, 2013 right i do my first bodybuilding show in march of 2014 i win qualify for nationals right now keep in mind i'm a performer but this is all fucking new to me right Right. and so i mean it's it's basically i'm on the stage for the first time and i keep in mind I, i have no fucking idea what i'm doing you know um so i guess what i'm getting at is you know, that first show comes along, the lights are in your face, you know, I'm supposed to be looking down at the judges, but it's like, basically what I'm trying to say is I did my first couple of shows. I couldn't fucking see anybody anyway, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but when it comes down to it, I mean, there's no question the crowd, it's electric. I mean, like per example, you know, when, the energy that you, when you do something and a crowd reacts, it, it's like this ebb and flow of energy that just builds and, and you can't, there's no way to replace that. I mean, you could do your job, but your job is not going to have that same, you know, it's just not going to be the same. I mean, a musician can play that song, but right. when, when they're hitting that guitar solo and the crowd goes nuts, that solo takes on a different life. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the way a wrestling match is because, you know, you're out there and you do something, pow, well, you're listening, you know, what are, the, what's the, what are they, th- what do they think of that? Well, you find what they like, fuck, you're taking that thing, you know, it's like, holy, yeah, I mean, it's, chops all right. absolutely, you know, <clears throat> and speaking of which, in one of my Tokyo Dome shows, 
I had to lift a giant named Giant Bernard, six foot eight, 350 yeah. pounds over his fucking head in the fucking dome. And I'm thinking to myself, I got this guy here. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't press this guy. I don't want to hear the sound of that. <laughs> if I can't lock him out of her head and I locked him out and the fucking place went fucking nuts. And, you know, that then from that point forward, I was a different performer. I was charged. They charged me. You know what I mean? What so, is your what, what do you want to be your legacy in terms of like you've accomplished all this stuff individually, but for, I think just hearing you talk that you would be just as excited have having two or three or a hundred of your students be successful too. And I think there's really cool value that that you're a really good coach and you care about what you're teaching. Yeah. I mean, if, if I, there's no question about it after where I am, um, you know, between a pro strongman career, pro wrestling career, pro bodybuilding career, I, I don't want to be remembered as an athlete. I want to be remembered as a guy who changed people's lives, you know? And sometimes, I mean, maybe it's, it's just as little as helping somebody through the day by watching the day, the, the morning video, or, you know, maybe it's a, a client who I helped not have a gastric bypass, you right. know, it, it's, I want to be remembered as that guy that, that influenced people positively, you know? That's, that's where, and, and again, it's, it's like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, you know, he inspired so many people, me, including one of them. One of the things he said was, so there's going to get to a point in your career where you're going to start to find yourself wanting to give back. And he said, you're going to realize that giving back is going to be every bit as satisfying, if not more than anything else you've done. And, you know, there's no question that I'm in that place now where, I mean, I coach and I make money, but at the same time, there are people that I just take on because I know they could never afford me and I know they need help, you know? Right. I mean, I mean, I'm trying to think there was a guy that reached out. I can't remember. It was probably about a year ago. And, uh, you know, it was basically just explaining to me, he was, he was struggling and, and we talked a little bit more yeah. and, you know, he'd been kicked out of his apartment by his wife and came down to it. He was an alcoholic. He was very open and honest about it. <clears throat> so I said, all right, dude, I'm, if you're ready, I'm taking you under my wing. And, uh, you know, shit, a year later, he's a happy, productive part of society. You know, he Love still texts once in a while. So, you know, you, you, you just, you made everything different for me. And, you know, that's totally awesome. You know, I had another one of my clients. This just happened like a week ago. This is awesome. Another one of my clients who I, he was heavily overweight. We got him in really good shape, but he's really positive part in his community. And did a lot of, a lot of stuff through his church. Well, when COVID hit, a lot of these kids were just becoming drug addicts really fast. And like, not, you know, drugs that are like cooking their brains. Like they, they go in these crack houses and whatever the fuck they're doing in there. It, it's not a thing where they can recover if they're there too long. I mean, they, they're right. just they're, anyway. So he sends me this, sends me this message. Hey man, he says, I, I got this kid named Justin who ha he's, he started going one of these crack houses. He hasn't been in long and I know I can get him out of there. I'm having trouble. He goes, you know, can you make me a video, you know, basically talking to this guy, 
And so I basically kind of made a version of my daily, daily deep water for him. I was talking to him specifically and I was pretty hard up front, but I wrapped it around with, Hey, you know, Josh, I won't say his last name. That's my client. We believe in you. And we know that you can be a great person, a productive part of society and you can have it. And he went, he took, takes this video on his phone into the crack house, shows this kid and the kid agreed to leave and go home. And his dad put him in rehab. This was just last week. That's so awesome. I told said, listen, I said, let's go get another one. You tell me what you need. You know, he's over in South Carolina. So, I mean, I mean, any way that I can better a person, better our society, it's, it's, it's at this point, it's like, you know, you start to leverage yourself in, in ways to make positive change. You know, right. and I'm a firm, firm believer. You pump positivity into the universe, the universe is going to pump positivity back out. You throw a fucking turd in there, it'll loop around a couple of times. It'll come back and hit you right in the face. Right. So you throw turds, you receive turds, you know? <laughs> Before I uh, let you go, obviously you're on Instagram, social media. How can, if someone wants to do the deep water method, do they go to your website? How do they reach out to you for that? The simplest way <clears throat> is this. I mean, number one is I want someone to kind of recognize what my message is. My message is we're, we're positive. We're going to go hard together <clears throat> and we're going to reach your goals. Whatever your goals are, your goals are specific to you. But I want people go to my Instagram account, <clears throat> which is the John Anderson at the John Anderson. But keep in mind, my name is spelled a little goofy. I'm Nordic. So J O N. <laughs> which is not the Nordic part. And Anderson is A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N. So at the John Anderson spelled properly. And you can't miss it because as soon as you get to the right page, you're going to see me flexing and hooting and hollering. But go there. You check that out. If you feel like I'm a good fit for you, because I look for the people that are good fit for me. Right. You know? <clears throat> and I know that I can, I know that I can change someone's life. If they're, if, if, cause basically we're partners, you know, we're a team, we make a team, the two of us, we set the goals and we go get them. And so if, if you're interested in it, whether working with me or not, if you just want to be inspired, come check me out. I'm in my DMS all the time. People send me messages and tell me things and I go in there every day and I talk to people because I want to connect. I want to say things and, and it's because of my, my videos are saying it to everybody. But when I'm having a conversation with DMs, I'm talking to a person. I talk to every single person that comes in there. So you want to you wanna have an experience with me, hit my Instagram account. Because if you're looking for some sort of a positive push, that's what I'm all about. I love it. And uh, you're very good with dealing with the, uh, the negative Nancy's. And it's, uh, I know we talked about that off the record last time, but uh, I, I, I it's <laughs> It's uh, it's you. You again. I can't stress enough. Everyone to go to your Instagram page and just check out every morning. Grab a cup of coffee, and then you're gonna want to pick up a sledgehammer and knock down every freaking <laughs> brick wall in your life at that time. But uh, this has been great, John. Thank you for this. Um, keep motivating. Stay safe, and uh, we will talk soon. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you all for checking out this week's episode. Once again, I'm John. If you liked what you heard and saw today, subscribe to our YouTube channel, find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and check out our brand new merch store with hats, coffee mugs, t-shirts, other cool stuff coming down the pipeline. Again, thank you all for support. Be safe and see you next week.
what happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at Let's Take This Outside.ca. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.